years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. The 9 o'clock hour of Rosie on the House. I'm Rosie. Been in Arizona since 1965. Got my driver's license in 1972. And pretty much been carpentering my way through the Arizona landscape from all the way in the east. Beautiful little Nutrioso, Arizona, Alpine, Arizona. All the way to the west. Not so beautiful. Ehrenberg, Arizona. <laughs> Sorry, Ehrenberg. You don't hold a candle to Nutrioso. Had I don't think they would argue. With remodeled you. in Tucson. Several projects in Tucson. All over Maricopa County. Flagstaff. We're even Wikiup, Arizona. So wherever you are in the great state of Arizona, we've been building and remodeling homes and you can give us a ring now for free and let us know what you're trying to get done. And we'll see what we can't do to put our experience and tricks of the trade to work for you. And when I say we, we're all here. The doors are open at my house. I've got my son, Romy Romero, who's been at my side. Um, he started as the payroll guard back in the early 90s as we would drive around and deliver paychecks to all the guys on on Fridays he would have the uh, keys to the ice cooler in the back of the pickup truck and pass out candy bars and cold drinks and soda pops and paychecks so he was always the most popular uh, employee of the whole company and then my wife is there in the call screening room sweet Jennifer you if you want to talk to her the number is one triple eight. 767-4348, and then, of course, our engineer, Mr. Gary D., who's making sure that all the buttons and dials are set just right so we come through your radio as crystal clear and error-free as possible. Jennifer and I have just returned from an extended trip through Europe. We landed in Lisbon. Jennifer, see, I don't particularly like to fly, particularly long flights, so Jennifer let me book the flights. So when you want to get to Tbilisi, Georgia, on the Russian border, but you never want to spend more than five or six hours in the airplane at one time, that's completely doable. Mm. How many? Five or I think seven was our longest. Over but it's Atlantic. Phoenix to Newark, Newark to Lisbon, Lisbon to... That was like eight hours. Prague. No, I don't think. Not quite. Lisbon to Prague. Prague to Warsaw. Warsaw to Tbilisi. <laughs> now, we arrived in Tbilisi very tired. Now, can you? Because Rosie thought we would, you know, tour in the daytime and then sleep on the plane at night and do it again and do it again. But the thing is, we never fell asleep on the airplane. So, Rachel and Wayne ended up with pretty tired parents and grandparents <laughs> do could, could you have just done a direct flight from phoenix to tbilisi no not to tbilisi all right so if you, you go to newark, newark you could go to newark, istanbul istanbul okay as your most direct flight from newark mm -hmm. and we went tbilisi to istanbul to malaga malaga to lisbon to newark to home you do yeah, i'm lost you do <laughs> increase your potential for losing luggage. I would say I will say that. 
though Each amazingly. Each flight transition, <laughs> you just keep traveling lighter and lighter and lighter. Romy, it is incredible. I, I, I did, I have to admit, at the, at the end of the month in Europe, I was getting some amount of castle fatigue. You could only look at so many castles. But when you can walk up to a wall that's 2,000 years old, 1,100 years old, 800 years old, and, and see how every block was set in place. I mean, the, it's just so incredibly humbling. I mean, masons, you have to stop and wonder, how did these people build all these edifices and these castles and these palaces and these forts and these walls? It, it just took an army of slave laborers. You, you, you would go in and take over the country. Well, then everyone in that country then becomes your slave to build whatever it is you want to build. And that reign diminishes everything that the prior reigns accomplished. So you never set up monuments. You never gave them credit for anything. You just took over the country, built all new on top of whatever was there. Masons, because the masonry trade is so specialized, were the first trade to be able to work their way out of slavery. The, the knowledge it took to set that first square cornerstone, the knowledge it took to build all of those stone arches that cover every corner of the ancient world, took so much precision and so much specific knowledge that they, those slaves that learned that trade, were the first ones to be able to start charging for their services. That's just one of the reasons Masons are held up in such high esteem by me. And that's why we've always touted Masonry construction. I know in that era, artists, painters, you know, where the term, how much does it cost? It costs an arm and a leg. They would charge by how many limbs of the general or king that they had to draw. So if you saw a painting and a guy's got his hand behind his back or it's only from the waist up, he, he was a broke general or didn't have as much money as this other general that's got his leg out and all limbs. How, did, did Masons charge by... Uh, Block piecework? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how they charge. But I do know they were the first hands-on trades people that were able to free themselves from slave labor because it was so specialized. So if you've got a project you want to try and tackle, here I am on my global history uh, soapbox. Our lines are open. Jennifer is in. We went on the European cruise as a part of our 40th anniversary and to go visit our grandchildren that are stationed on the border of Russia in Tbilisi, Georgia. Our phone number is one 767 4348. And I would have to say the most incredible part of the entire trip was the day we journeyed to within four kilometers of the Russian border. What's that in miles? In the highway, like 2.6, okay. something like that, two and a half. Um, and the highway we took to get there through the Caucasus Mountains was probably 
one of the most thrilling drives I've ever had in my life. It's the only road between Iran and Russia, and 99% of the traffic are 18-wheelers driving at breakneck speed on a mountain pass road that's only half paved, that's only about 14 feet wide. It's about a lane and a half wide. (laughs) And you talk about pay attention to what's coming. You would have... You would round a corner, and there would be two 18-wheelers, one trying to pass the other, barely enough room to even fit on the road, and a Porsche or a Mercedes would come in between the two of them and squirt out in front. It was absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the Home Depot in Tbilisi, Georgia, Romy? Is it really a Home Depot or equivalent? It is an open-air bazaar that covers 12 city blocks right in the downtown part of Tbilisi. So it's got a Home Depot and a Lowe's in it. (laughs) It is set up in booths that are roughly divided by 10 by 10. Think of a home show. So 12 blocks of this. 12 blocks of this. One guy may have nothing in his booth but PVC pipe parts. Not pipe, pipe parts. The guy on the other side of the 12 blocks where may have the PVC pipe. And then in between, you've got guys that carry nothing but just toilet seats. And then guys that carry nothing but just float valves for the different toilets. And the uh, Rachel was giving me a tour of this. We were actually walking through it. And so each the, one of these booths is independently owned? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And... And the plumbers would drive up on this busy, busy speedway street that borders it, and they would just park their car, leave it running, run to the little booth where they needed the part, grab the part, run back to the truck with everybody honking, ah, 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 jump in, the, and then he'd just motor down the road. And then where the lumber yard was, they had this Russian car, and then they had BMW station wagons, and Mercedes-Benz were the owners welded lumber racks to the tops of these cars because the cars in Europe are so small, you can't go to the Home Depot and pick up a sheet of plywood and get it home. Think about trying to get a sheet of plywood home in a Fiat. So is everything built on two-foot increments so you can fit it for transportation? I did did find this out. I'd like to know from the listeners, how do you get a king-size bed in a motel in Europe? Everything is like twin size. And sometimes they're pushed together and sometimes they're pushed apart. (laughs) I just couldn't believe it. But these— How do you go from building uh, uh, castles out of masonry to— I don't uh, know. 12-foot uh, open-air uh, exhibit booth. <laughs> I mean, if, if you wanted appliances, there was one guy that had nothing but microwave ovens and another guy that had nothing but gas stoves. It was absolutely incredible. And it, and, and we, we took two things. We took a light bulb, and we took— I broke the inflatable pin— to Gabe's soccer ball, you know, the pin that you Oh, put. yeah, to pump up a yeah, to pump. soccer ball. So I thought, well, we'll go try and find this pin, and we'll go try and find one of these light bulbs. In Rachel's house in Tbilisi, I think she has 117 light bulbs in the ceiling of her house. 
How big is this house? Not that big, but that's just the way they light things up there. And so she took one light bulb, and I took one of these pins. And so you walk up to the light bulb guy, and he looks at it and shakes his head, nope. And then he yells down the hall, Dimitri, yo! And he holds up the light bulb, and Dimitri shakes his head, yes. So So you you walk down to Dimitri. Get your light bulb from Dimitri. Yeah, you know, I it sounds like a guy could make some money with a two fifty. At two fifty, you'd find no place to park it. I promise you that. Well, it sounds like they don't park anyway. They just, just leave it running on the street. That, the parking in Tbilisi is what the sidewalk is used for. <laughs> it is absolutely unbelievable. We have so much to be thankful for in this country. It's just absolutely incredible. The great United States of America. And here we are in Arizona, and you've got a lot more to be thankful for, like uh, the largest Ford dealership, Sanderson Ford, located right here in Arizona. They have their biggest sale going on right now in their 63-year history. It is their 63rd anniversary sale, and I'm telling you, it is Big time. They've loaded up their 65-acre complex with over 1,500 new Fords in stock, all with big-time discounts. Look, how about purchase the all-new 2018 Echo Sport SUV for only $16,900. Buy any Ford and you get big-time discounts, a 55-inch TV or $500 Visa gift card with every new Ford. Now, you can't beat that. It's the biggest sale in 63 years, now on at Sanderson Ford in Glendale. I am in haste. Who lives in that castle? No one lives there. Then who is your lord? We don't have a lord. What? I told you. We're an anarcho-syndicalist commune. We take it in turns. Is, it, is this what the conversations when they were building the castle yes, sounded like? All the decisions like? of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of be more Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Did anyone else oh, have that scene is. running through their mind while you were talking about that? I, who, oh, a classic is. from Monty Python. <laughs> the establishment of kingdoms. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I didn't live then, I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, man. I still don't get this king royalty thing. I really don't. And and not to get political, but I believe the great majority of representatives and senators today have just created their own brand of royalty for themselves. And that's about time for another defenestration. Defenestration. All right. <laughs> that's get, all you get. Let's uh, get to the call. That's all I get. All right. We do have open lines if you'd like to ring in. It's not a political show. It's not a travel show. It's a home improvement show. We just tend to get on some of Rosie's bunny trails every once in a while. The number is one 767 Let's go to Gilbert and welcome Casey into the conversation. Good morning, Casey. Good morning, Rosie. Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. What's your project? Uh, for you. Okay. Uh, I have a two-level home that's approximately uh, almost 4,000 square feet. Okay. And I've noticed with the summer coming up, the upper-level walls get it uh, pretty warm to the touch. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking at the spray foam insulation. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering what your opinion on that as far as is it a good investment. It is. This is an existing home, Casey? Yes. Yeah, you're in it. It's 4,000 square feet. How many summers have you lived in it? Uh, this will be our fourth summer coming up. Okay, so you're familiar with about what your summer cooling bills are. 4,000 square feet. How many kids? Uh, two kids. Okay, does it have a swimming pool? 
it does. Is it all electric? Yes. And you live here year-round? Um, actually, the, the swimming pool, is it electric or gas? Well, well, it's an electric motor. The heater may be uh, gas. Correct. But, yeah. but the house uh, the yeah, house is all electric, or you do have some gas? I do have some gas. Okay. So in the summer, what temperature does your family keep this 4,000-square-foot home? Uh, 78. Okay. And so your uh, summer bills are running probably right at 450, 500, 550? Yeah, they, they get up there. Yeah, they do. Okay. <laughs> Well, the first thing you ought to do, Casey, is get a whole house energy audit done. Have you had that completed yet? I have not. Okay. Look, that that costs a hundred bucks. Okay, and okay. and that's going to analyze. That's going to take thermal imaging of your entire home, all your ductwork, and everything, and it's going to give you a very strategic plan on what to do first, rather than just guessing, because. If insulation in your current home has a 5% void because uh, the installer missed a little area or because someone's been in the attic installing some sound around speakers and they've moved some insulation, if there's a 5% void in your insulation envelope, it is 50% less efficient. 50%. So we're going to take a thermal image of all of your exterior walls and make sure we don't have any of those voids, okay? But foam is an excellent investment if you shop it. And I'll tell you, there are foam people out there uh, that are charging three times what it's worth. So in your solicitation of quotes, I want you to call Dennis at Thermal Advantage. And have him come out and take a look at it. But and get a quote. But but Casey, really, you ought to start with one of the energy auditors on our website, rosieonthehouse.com. That's Green ID or Rias, and get that whole house energy audit done first. And then then if once that's done, you wanna call me and let's visit over it, I'll help you decide what might be the first next best thing to do to ensure your highest return on investment. And boy, this story is about ready to change because all the APS energy rate changes are going into effect now and the summer rates kick in in May. And what a diligent and smart homeowner can do with this energy audit is then you can see and identify where your best return on those energy savings are and once you do the first task, you, know, you don't have to do it right away, but then take what you save off of that and energy use and use that to apply it back to the next thing on your energy. There you audit. go. And the foam insulation is a great way to start on that for it, sure. It really is. We can, we can hardly accomplish the level of insulation we want on a current new standard home today without the use of foam. Even, even if we go with cellulose or fiberglass, we, we still have to start with a foam. All right, Casey, get that home energy audit done by Rias or Green ID, and let's go from there. When we get back, it's Brent from Surprise and Jeremy. You're on a George kick this morning. Before the program, you were playing all his old stuff. I tell you, I I woke up this morning and George was on my mind. I said, we're going to stick with it. Why not? Next week, it'll be something different. 
Welcome to my house, Rosie on the House, where we're here to answer your question about home remodeling or home improvement. It's a toll-free number. Wherever you're listening to us in the great state of Arizona, the phone call is free. It's 1-888-767-4348. An easy way to remember that number is 1-888-ROSIE4U, R-O-S-I-E, the number 4 and the letter U, one triple eight rosie for you Put you in touch with our call screener, my wife of 40 years, sweet Jennifer. She'll get your name and your number and your question, just like Brent calling from Surprise. Let's bring him into the conversation. Good morning, Brent. Hey, how are you doing? What are you up to today, my friend? Uh, i got some work around the house. Okay. Uh, i got a situation. We've been in the house just barely a year. It was a brand new build, and it is eating light bulbs like you could not believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We incandescents or CFLs or LEDs. LEDs. Hmm. It came with the the CFL bulbs, the little curly ones, mm-hmm. and they were really slow to turn on. It took forever for them to tur- to to get to full light. Okay. And so we switched everything to LED. To also try and save some more energy. Yeah. Um, but it's every couple weeks to a few months I'm Woo! replacing light bulbs, especially in my uh, the recessed can lights. Yeah. Are, are the biggest issue. Yeah. Where are you buying your LEDs, and what are you spending for them? Um, I got a whole bunch of them for free. Um, from a uh like a booth, one of those booths at like a, a show. Okay, a home show. Yeah, and then I've been buying them from like Home Depot. You, I think you get like eight or ten of them for 10 to $15 or something like that. You know, Britt, we, uh, there, there could be a couple things going on here. Uh, one, we also got some of those LEDs being handed out for free at the home yeah. show, and – at my house, they lasted about three months, which is crazy. Those should last five years, eight years, maybe ten years, depending on the use of the particular bulb. You gotta, you gotta right. do something with the factory defects off the line. And <laughs> and LED, the diode, those bulbs, the diode is a component that gets spread out on a sheet, and they get graded uh, one through ten. And the higher grade the diode is, goes into the better light bulbs. The lower quality go into the discount light bulbs. A good LED bulb for a recess can really should be costing you about six or eight bucks at the very least. So if I were you, I would go to a light bulb specialty store, a lighting specialty store, and buy two nice LED bulbs for your recess cans. And if you're currently eating them up every couple weeks, see if that different grade of light bulb doesn't fix the problem for you. If it doesn't, we're going to have to put some kind of meter on your house to register the uh fluctuations of power the fact that a cfl took really long time to light up 
shouldn't take a really long time. And the fact that you're eating up these kind of bulbs is telling me you've got some kind of surging going on at your house. That can be tough to detect. It can be tough to fix. But start by spending 20 bucks by buying two really good LED bulbs, put them in your recess cans, and see if you don't get, you know. I, as a matter of fact, what I would do is I would put one new one in that you got for free right next to one good expensive one that you buy and see what happens go from there. Yes, sweetheart? Yeah, yeah. Uh, be sure you put, I, I learned to put the date on the, on the. On every bulb you yeah, put in. because then, because you can get confused. But it also, did Brent have a chance to mention to you that when he vacuums the lights flicker? Is that any kind of clue? That's a, that's a problem too. He's, he, 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 he I, I would, I would, I don't know what I would tell him to do. The house is a year <laughs> old. It's it's still under the right to review period from the Registrar of Contractors. I think I'd write a letter documenting the electrical problems I'm having, Brent. Get it certified, delivered to the builder that built your home, and see if they can't get an electrical engineer or a the power provider out to the house and see if they can't run a meter to see what's going on. Maybe the light bulb experiment with this certified letter being delivered would be your best course of action. And you keep me posted as to what's going on there. A lot of times, you know, one leg of the power supply coming into your meter may be loose, may not be tightened down quite tight enough, and you're getting alternating amounts of voltage and amperage through your system. We've seen that happen a couple times. So, you know, I had our friend Charles from Tucson had a tip as well. Um, on those kind of light bulbs, some of them are marked for closed fixture fixtures and some for open. Yeah. So as in some need to have more air in circulation. So, yeah. just one more thing, but and it's and it's and it's a fact that CFLs mounted upside down only last about one fourth as long as they're supposed to. You know, hilarious they didn't tell us that the first year they were on the market. I don't think they knew. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a learning. Uh, hey guys, did you hey, <laughs> when you put them upside down in a recess can, they're only going to last so long. So, and the heat buildup in those particular fixtures can can be excessive as well. You'd so, mentioned. Go ahead. ahead. You had mentioned home shows. If you are in northern Arizona, today's the Flagstaff home show. I was not able to attend this time. Generally, we uh, make it when uh, even even with the new technologies, when it falls on a Saba broadcast, which was actually last weekend. That's right. We've even split the broadcast for half the teams at the home show in Flagstaff and half's in Tucson. But we have a crazy spring schedule, and we weren't able to attend. But if you're in the Flagstaff, Williams, Munns Park area. It's going on today. You can get the, and tomorrow, you can get the details at rosieonthehouse.com in our events section. Uh, and it's back at the, they call it the Sky Dome? Oh, is it back at the Sky Dome? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Not at the uh, outdoor center that it was in for a little while? Da, 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 da. Should have said something before I said something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find that out. All right. So that's going on today. And then, uh, hey, have you seen our patio pals? What do you think about that? 
you know, I was gonna I was gonna talk about that. Uh, what you had delivered while Bob and I were gone, and as and as well, some of the letters I received while I was gone. Um, we got okay. It is at the field house. Sorry, it and is at the field, field house. house. Okay, we come home, and our garage, which is kind of like my workshop, too. I want to go in there and I want to cut a board. And I open well, the door. There. And I open the door, and there isn't room. There is there isn't room to walk five feet into the garage. There's no way I'm getting back to my saw. The whole building, the whole garage is filled of stuff. Well, one of the stuffs is this patio pal evaporative cooler that's on casters that you connect to your hose and plug into a GFI outlet, open the top, and it's an ice chest. The ice melts into the water reservoir, and the fan comes on, and it cools your back patio. Absolutely brilliant. So we really haven't had a chance to use it. As soon as I saw it, I dragged it out of the garage. I put it on the back patio. I connected it. Stan helped connect the float valve and adjust all that. And we turned that baby on. The problem was it was no one wanted to go sit out on the patio because it was too cold. So we got to wait till it warms that, up just a little bit more. Where did that come from? Pretty brilliant. Well, it's made right here in Arizona, Phoenix Manufacturing. Has that one, and the the other one that's not unwrapped yet is called the Shot Blaster. So instead of this roll around evap cooler with an ice chest, it's a roll around evap cooler with a toolbox and stereo system built into the top. That's what I'm talking about. With a little about. bit uh, uh, area for your countertop space. So as you're working in your shop or uh, whatever, if uh, uh, help me out, what's the garage with no door? Port Patty, uh, carport, carport. Thank you. <laughs> Easy for you to say. It's one of those newfangled things. <laughs> <laughs> Had to pull out my archive there. You can adjust this and take your tools with you. And if you're working underneath the car, or you got to come back on this Direct side. Direct that airflow right to where you're working. It's got five. Both the patio pot and the shop boss drop five wheels. So it's extremely easy to just push around, even when it's <laughs> full of water. As and a matter of fact, when I turned it on. I didn't lock the wheels. And it was moving. It, it was moving backwards. It had so much thrust. Stuck in the air and pushing it out. Oh, so pretty pretty cool. Yeah. And we actually have a uh where where do people buy these? In the Rosie on the House e store. Oh, okay. And and they'll be you can uh order it and then pick up direct from the factory or you've got a it's on a pallet, so you've got to have a truck big enough and then a way to get it down, or we'll deliver it to your door. It's just a great uh, Father's Day gift idea, Mother's Day gift idea. If you do outdoor entertaining, uh, I'm bringing ours to. So I'm I'm getting Kyle from the solar store. Okay, he's getting a battery pack and a solar. Okay, to, the power. solar will power the battery to power the, this cooler. The battery will operate the squirrel cage on the battery, and it's going to go on the side of our horse trailer. So during the rodeo events, they can get under the canopy. And be cool off, and then have this, you know, hundred and forty-four. Uh, You'll be a tall unit, cotton there, buddy. Unit 
<laughs> ice chest on top that'll be full of everyone's Gatorades and Capri Suns. You wouldn't believe how many Capri Suns we go through. Oh, yes, in a rodeo. I would. <laughs> yes, I would. I've seen the trash can at the end of a uh, rodeo on Sunday afternoon. I do I do see how many Capri Suns you go through. I want to, we're going to take a little break. I want to come back and get to the callers. Tony's calling from Glendale. I want to address a little bit of some mail that I got while I was gone. All right here at Rosie on the House. Y'all don't go anywhere. Nice, easy Saturday morning. You may have gotten a little anxious or nervous over the global news the last week. Well, here's the place you come, and we just melt those worries and concerns away. We find out what you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin, and see what we can do in our own little humble way of helping you create that personal little habitat and getaway that it becomes your castle. Let's go to Tony's castle right now out in Glendale and see what he's up to. Good morning, Tony. Yeah, good morning. Uh, my question is, well, actually, we just go into solar power right now, and we're just now waiting for the city of Glendale and APS to give us the okay to go ahead and turn the system on. Oh, you're you're just just right there waiting for final inspection, huh? Yes, yes, can't wait. Okay, <laughs> all right. And my question is now, do I need to change my habits? You know, like, for instance, do I need to change my the, the plan on with APS? I believe on, on the Super Nut, Super Saver Max, I think. Uh-huh. T- Tony... Tony, did yes. you happen to use one of the Rosie certified solar contractors? Yes, sir, I have. Okay. I I would prefer you ask this question to them because they've taken a look at your power consumption habits historically. Okay. They've they've taken a look at your home size, your house orientation, your family's lifestyle, and the new APS power rates kind of complicate everything and so i've spent many hours talking to both our solar contractors getting it all straightened out once and for all so i could guess but i'd feel much more comfortable if you used a rosy certified solar contractor go directly to them we've all had hours of conversation trying to get it perfectly straight and perfectly right and and go that way okay 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 man congratulations that is it is it is pretty exciting um you know the first time they throw the switch and you know you've got basically free electricity but a lot of people make a lot of mistakes right there at their at that point in their life at their home and it can come back to bite you really, really bad. I wanted to talk a little bit about the mail I got while I was gone. Mm-hmm. Again, the ongoing number one input, question, inquiry, reason for contacting Rosie on the house in the month I was gone, APS rate plan. Mm-hmm. What do I do, Rosie? What do I do? We literally have hundreds of Arizona homeowners contacting us to advise which one of the rate plans you should go on. So I went high on the mountain with my (laughs) aluminum foil helmet and antennas that Romy makes fun of. (laughs) 
to try and decide how I am going to answer all of these inquiries. And the official Rosie on the House position is we are not going to recommend any of the plans. We, you, you have to pick one. I mean, I'm not telling you just unplug the house. I'm, I'm telling you, you have to pick. But without the empirical data, we are getting such conflicting information from multiple different stakeholders and participants. We can't establish a common enough criteria in any of the one power plans for us to make a recommendation to you. Now, I can tell you what I'm doing at my house, but a lot of people are scared to do at their house what I do at my house. I'm on a demand rate, so if I buy too much power on peak, I'm penalized. So I make sure my house is set up where I'm not buying a lot of power on peak. And if you want to go to a demand rate with a time of use and you're good at it, you can do what I did. I switched to Savers Choice Max. And that's all we're going to tell you. You have to decide which plan you want to go to. We are trying to set up a relationship with a consulting company that can look at your power habits, charge you a small fee, and make a recommendation. But that's not quite ready for public consumption yet, but we hope to have it up and operating very soon. So that's all I got to say about that.